you and I both, we've taken those English vocabulary oh, tests yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are words on there that you recognize that you've probably never spoken before. Right. You see it in yeah. a book or right. whatever, but right. it's not something you would just bring up in a conversation with someone, right? Right. And I don't know how accurate that test was either because yeah. they had some strange words there. Words that, for example, there was a word from rugby, a ruck, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Mark has played rugby. He knows what it is. I haven't played rugby. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. From that small sample, they deduce that you have a vocabulary of 22,000. Yeah. I don't know how accurate it is. But even then, it's the yeah. thing of where do you draw the line, right? So you're taking that test, and you've seen this word, the word gregarious. And right. You know, you've seen it 50 times. Right. And you've heard it. Right. But you don't really say it very much, perhaps. No. And then, you know what it means, but you're unlikely to use exactly. it. Exactly. And that's Because word you that would know. almost feel that it's a bit pretentious to use that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah. And but uh, you, still you might use word, it in right? writing. You might use it in writing, mm-hmm. but you would consider it a bit pretentious. The other so- uh, question that comes up is, okay, we're well, talking about numbers of words that you know. Uh, should, this, should you base this on what they call word families? Mm-hmm. Or should it be based on sort of every single occurrence of the word? And, of course, it has all kinds of implications because there are languages where the noun has, you know, six or seven different, you know, forms. Mm-hmm. In English, we basically just have singular and plural. In fact, if you consider singular and plural in Czech, there's 14 forms for really? each noun. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot more words. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, though, is, so you say, okay, we'll go for word families, but where do you draw the line? Uh, I know that certain forms of the word are more difficult to remember. Like a lot of people have trouble with a third-person singular in, in the present tense in English. Mm-hmm. You know? I go, you go, he goes. Mm-hmm. Not very difficult. There's only one of them that changes. Yeah. <laughs> How many people do you know, non-native speakers, who say who say he go? Mm-hmm. So, so, and I find in Spanish the third person of the past tense is difficult to remember. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult to remember. So, to some extent, the different forms of the words are you know different. And so then claiming that you know the word, a, yeah, you know, so claiming you know the word. I mean, what if you don't know the all the different that forms, form. that's the thing well, too, right? It's, yeah, but in Korean, the, the different forms of the words actually imply... Well, the Korean's a bit different, because yeah. Korean's the word plus a grammar particle. Right. So you can have So you have to count, amount. but therefore you have to count all of those. Yeah. Although the grammar particles repeat. Yes, exactly. So, in fact, it's, it's a bit trickier to count, but that's, right. I mean, the same problem of of even stepping back from that and saying, well... How do you really say you know a word? And I right. think for everyone, that's a different definition. Right. But having a definition that's so severe as saying you have to be able to, as this guy said, produce it at will. Yeah. Like even in your own native language, there are thousands of words that you can't do that with. And getting back to this discussion about word families, if you take the case of English again, if you take, I'm just thinking of quickly of an example. You've mm-hmm. got act, mm-hmm. active, react, action, action. Yeah. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. Now, is that one word family? <laughs> I you mean, they're, they're acting, all, acting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, acting is is a form of act, mm-hmm. but it also, you know, it's another word. I mean, mm-hmm. So, so I think it becomes therefore quite arbitrary. So I just say because I think it's easier to count them as individual words. It's just the easiest way for us to do it. Yeah, but it has some. Validity. It's an indication of your progress mm-hmm. for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. It's nothing you can go brag about. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. But that's the case for all of these. I mean, every yeah. word is at a different stage on the known or 
cloudy or foggy level where... Well, that's right. I mean, even words that you've seen a lot, there's there's still that subtlety that takes years and years of experience to really, like, nail that down. Plus, different people have different words that they like to use. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I always think that your passive vocabulary has to be much bigger than your active vocabulary mm-hmm. because you have to understand what everybody else says. Different writers have their favorite, you know, vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be able to read, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, Dan Brown, who wasn't that the guy who wrote the, um, what was that book about? Uh, uh, da Vinci Code? The Da Vinci Code, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all these authors, they have their favorite uh, vocabulary, mm-hmm. different from mine. So uh, you can't have a one-to-one relationship <laughs> to to your passive vocabulary because you're going to use the words that you're used to using, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to understand everyone else mm-hmm. in the words that they like to use, yeah. whether in talking to them or listening to the radio or, or, or reading a book. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the passive people tend to scorn passive vocabulary. Oh, that's just passive vocabulary. Passive vocabulary is, is big, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and maybe in teaching languages, they should... Put the emphasis more on passive vocabulary. And certainly that's how I learn languages. Mm-hmm. I want to go in there and, and just acquire as much passive vocabulary as I can. And I know eventually some of it will become active. And that's my number one goal. Mm-hmm. Then I go in later and I worry about grammar and pronunciation and stuff like that. But the first thing I want to do is really, I've just become a glutton for passive vocabulary. <laughs> I think it's a very positive thing, Yeah, passive vocabulary. And we forget it. And so, the, again, the number of people on my YouTube channel said, oh, Steve, thanks, you know, because I was really getting discouraged that I keep on forgetting and stuff. Yeah, we forget and we forget. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I just a brief example, too. I, I was going through some of my uh, videos on my computer just trying to clear up some extra space. And I saw a video that I recorded of myself two and a half years ago, actually. In Korean. And I was in Korean, yeah. yeah. And I used the word in that brief like presentation right. that I actually forgot that I even knew. Yeah. I forgot what the word... And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that word. But I hadn't used it in like two years. And the other strange thing is... Uh, well, I have experienced this. I don't know if you have. Mm-hmm. Over the two years, of course, your Korean has improved. You know m- many more words. You can read stuff more easily. You can understand people more uh, easily. And yet, there will be some words that you knew two years ago, very simple words, that you won't be able to, that you, you, you'll forget now. Yeah. You won't be able to find them when you need them. Yeah. Oh, and that's totally it. Like, as, as soon as I heard the word, I was like, oh, I remember knowing that word. Right. But that was nowhere within my... But, but even very simple, basic words, yeah. you're going to forget. Mm-hmm. Forget. Which you don't do in your own language, but you do in other languages. Yeah. Well, you do. I mean, I think even in your own language, say if yeah. you spend a lot of time in a foreign country and yeah. working in a different language, then right. it's possible it's to possible. kind of stumble with that for the first little bit as you get caught up again. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, to me, the message is always, uh, you know, to not get frustrated. <laughs> we have a tremendous ability to learn, but we have a tremendous ability to forget. Yeah. But it, it, I don't think we ever completely lose it. Mm-hmm. So we're rusty when we start up again, and then as we stay with it, then then you know we're we're able to recuperate. Well yeah, exactly. exactly. Anyway, that was a bit of a discussion on vocabulary and passive and active vocabulary and and what it all means. Uh, I hope people found it interesting, and please uh, send in your comments. Yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to hear you guys' experiences as well. Exactly. Uh, let us know. Okay. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye for now.